this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance in about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. It's 2024, brand new year, and I thought I'd kick off the year doing something a little bit different. Last year, for some random reason, a couple friends and I, we started this movie watching challenge. We just were like, we want to watch more movies and who can watch the most films that came out in 2023. So that's what we did to a ridiculous extent. Right now we're recording this in late December, so there's still a few I haven't seen yet, but I'm somewhere around 74 movies, which is probably, I don't know, 20 times more movies than I saw in the previous year. And I thought it'd be fun to open up the new year, giving you a few movie recommendations and things that I saw that I really enjoyed, but I didn't want it to be just about me. So I reached out to an amazing film critic, someone who I really have been enjoying their work and I've discovered a few films through what they've been posting online. And this guest today is Alexis Gentry. She's the editor at Trashwire and co-chair of the Denver Film Critics Society. So Alexis, thanks so much for uh, joining me here. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy your analysis and your reviews that you put out. And they're really short, which fits very well with what I do here on Popcorn Finance. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to going through these with you. Thanks so much. Yeah, I try to try to keep it bite-sized so people can just get a quick recommendation on the go. And I'm also, I'm just noticing this. If you're just listening to the podcast, you can't see us. But I see you have some popcorn earrings going on I over do there. I indeed. I was like, I'm going to be on theme today, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the coordination with the show today. <laughs> I got to do what I can. Today, we're going to go over six categories that I've picked. And the way this is going to work is we're each going to take turns. Alexis is going to kick things off. And we're going to give our pick for that category. And we're going to try to do it as quickly as we can. I thought we'd just start off with a big one. And this is Can't Stop Thinking About It. That's that's why I've named this group. And basically, you left the theater or your couch after you finished watching the movie, just you were in shock. Or maybe you're just like, I don't even know what to say about this. Or I'm just like thinking about this for days afterwards. Or you just felt just great after it was over. Alexis, I'm going to throw it over to you. Let me know. What is your pick for this category? So I kind of have two for this category. I have one that I picked because I think it's over the top. It's campy. It's twisted. It's dark. It's disturbing. But it's so much fun in a lot of ways. And that is Saltburn. Um, this movie has been really polarizing. I feel like people. it's a very love it or hate it kind of movie. I've been calling <laughs> it this year's Babylon. I have some friends who I, I was texting them after I saw it. I was like, I love this movie. I think it's amazing. And they're like, oh, I thought it was horrible. It was the worst. <laughs> so I love that it's a movie that really has made people have conversations like that. I think it's been called like millennial talented Mr. Ripley. And I think it totally that very much fits. It's really kind of like over the top in a lot of ways, but it, it gets that it's over the top. Mm. So it's leaning into that. I loved it. I thought it was great. And then my other choice for this is The Boy and the Heron, which is to me, it's just it's so beautiful. It's such like a a vibes and mood kind of movie. And after you leave that movie, you really are just kind of like thinking about some of the beautiful shots or some of the things that were in there. The artwork is just so gorgeous. And there's Mm. there's heavy themes, but not presented in a way that's like depressing. (laughs) So that was one that I don't know. I just after I saw it, I was like, it just randomly pops into my head all the time. So I just I can't stop thinking about that. one. (laughs) So The Boy and the Heron, I saw that a couple weeks ago at this point. It was one of my few times seeing a Miyazaki movie. And it was just the animation alone. It's just beautiful. And also Saltburn is one I have not gone to see yet. But I have a friend, Logan. He went to see it and he said he sat next to um, a woman who was older than him. Maybe he said maybe she was in her 50s and she had no idea what this movie was. And he said that was probably more entertaining than the movie because just the gasps coming from her. <laughs> I can next only to imagine. It's like, oh yeah, this movie will definitely, uh, I would imagine people probably got up and left at some point, some people <laughs> and stuff. I think it's on Prime now or something. 
Um, and I'm like, do I go back and rewatch it or do I just kind of like enjoy the the feeling that I had when I watched it the first time? <laughs> you know? Okay, my pick, I'll give you my runner up first. The, the movie I thought I was going to put in this list, and I think it's going to end up somewhere else, was Theater Camp. Oh, I love that movie. It's kind of like a mockumentary style film. And it just caught me off guard by how much I really enjoyed this movie. It was just so funny, so like heartwarming. And, I, you know, I'll save it because it's probably going to be somewhere else. So that was my runner up. But the movie I ended up picking, just because I love sci-fi, was The Creator. Oh, one of my favorites. <laughs> that movie, again, this is another movie that I was like, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. You know, it's John David Washington, Denzel Washington's son, and uh, Gemma Chan. And then the the young girl they have playing the oh, one of the lead roles. I believe her name is Mad- Madeline. Is that her name? I think, I think so. so. She is so good in this movie. Like, you know, sometimes you see a kid actor, you're like, you know, they did a good job. But her performance was amazing. And essentially it's a movie about like, like the implications and bias against AI and, you know, colonialism. And <laughs> there's a lot, of, a lot of things going on in this movie, but it is so well done. And they did it on such a small budget, which is what yeah. shocked me. I think they spent like around $80 million to make this. Mm-hmm. And this looks like they spent hundreds of millions of dollars on this movie. It is beautiful. Absolutely. It was a point where I was on YouTube, like watching behind the scenes, the director showing me like he was using like old Sony can- like, uh, cassette players as inspiration for some of the robots that are in the film. If you love sci-fi, please watch this movie because it was it blew me away at how good this was. Completely agree. It's one of those movies. I When it came out, I was like, please, everyone go see this yes. because I want to send the message to Hollywood that we need more original sci-fi movies like this. And I mean, it's just like, it's visually just amazing. Like you said, it looks like it's so expensive. I was thinking about the latest Indiana Jones movie costs oh, yeah. like $400 million. And then when you look at something like the creator, you're like, where did the $400 million go? If exactly. they can do this for 81 million. And this is so beautiful to look at. Like, what did you spend it on? <laughs> you know? I'm like, the math is not adding up how you could do this at this budget. I think Hollywood needs to allow more original stories like you said like this, yes. because this was something that was different. It was unique and um, highly, highly recommend people to watch this movie. I second that completely. It is so great. I absolutely loved it. Next category we're going to jump into, call this one The Warm Blanket. The film that just left you like with a smile on your face. It was the story that really caught you or the characters just like really just you connected with. Um, but just when the credits were done, you just felt amazing after watching this movie. And I feel like, you know, this, if we're kicking off a new year. I think it's nice to start off with something like this. So Alexis, what's your pick for this category? Well, this was an easy one for me because we had a very lovely, pleasant Paul King movie, and that is Wonka. Mm. I think a lot of people were a little like, I don't know about Timothy Chalamet for this. And it was <laughs> yes. like, I don't know, do we need a Wonka remake and Timothy Chalamet and what is going on? But I watched this movie and I I was kind of like, I don't know, I'm, I'm like resistant to like the sweetness of it all. But by the time I just got into it, I was like, oh, this is just so pleasant and <laughs> wonderful. And it's just like a nice little thing that where you feel good. And I, I just ended up really enjoying it. And just it's one of those movies where you leave it and you're like, ah, like when you said warm blanket, I was immediately like, oh, definitely Wonka, <laughs> because that's just a nice movie that you just feel cozy watching it. <laughs> you know, I was, I was literally going to watch that last night and I just couldn't make it in time. So that's after, probably this afternoon. I'm gonna go out and catch it because I was I really want to watch it. I feel like they hid the fact that it was a musical a little bit. Oh, totally. I feel like it's still Willy Wonka. We all watched that movie growing up. It's it's a musical. I mean, there's a lot of singing in that movie, so it shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, But I'm really interested to see how their take on it. Yeah, it's just so sweet. And I think Timothy Chalamet, like, 
I think he's one of the most talented actors. He's one of those people whose career I'm like, I'm down with whatever selection you have. I will watch any movie you're in because I know you're going to give a great performance. And I wasn't sure how he would be in a, in a sort of sweet musical. But man, he was just so great. I was so impressed with his performance. So very, very big endorsement for me. I think Wonka is just one of those sweet, feel good movies for sure. All right, my pick, I had a hard time with this. I felt like there was a lot of movies that I saw that fell into this category. Again, Theater Camp could have fallen in this category. Uh, my runner-up is a movie called Jules, J-U-L-E-S. It is, I've heard of that, but have I you seen, seen that it. one yet? I haven't, no. It is random. It stars Ben Kingsley. Not to spoil anything, he's an older gentleman who, an alien, a spaceship crashes in his backyard, and people think he's kind of crazy because they think he's developing Alzheimer's. It's just like really heartfelt comedy where these like other um, older people in the community kind of come over and they're like trying to help this alien get back home. And it's just off the wall. It was almost my pick because I love this movie. But the only movie that beat it out was uh, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. It's because I'm a sucker for a coming of age movie. That's like probably one of my favorite genres. I wouldn't call it a holiday movie, but parts of it are set during the holidays. The main actor, I believe her name is Abby Fortson, is the main character. Her mother is Rachel McAdams. It's just so well done. It's about her kind of dealing with like two worlds and understanding religion. Like her one side of her family is Jewish. One side of her family is, I guess, would be like, I don't know if they're Christian, but they're like not going to church. And so it's her dealing with like the pressure of choosing a side and what does she want to be a part of any religion and also growing up. It's such a well done movie. And it just at the end, I just like, man, I just felt good after watching this. And I've, I've heard a few like more nice. and more people talking about it online because it is such a. It's just a, just a, a nice movie. You just feel good after watching this. Nice. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but a lot of my friends kind of reported similar. They were like, man, it's just a movie where you just enjoy it and it's just a really pleasant watch. So I was like, that one's definitely going on my list. <laughs> All right. Category number three is biggest surprise. And so this is a movie that just completely caught you off guard, like in a good way. You, you went in with maybe like no expectations or you didn't really know anything about it. And then you were just blown away by the time the movie ended. So Alexis, what's your pick for this category? I think for this category, I'm going to go with The Iron Claw. So much of the lead up to that movie was like, look at Zac Efron. (laughs) Zac Efron's totally shredded. It's like, (laughs) cool, that's cool. But the movie is so much more than that. It's really like, I did not expect it to have such impact. Everybody's performance is really good. And it's kind of, you know, sports movies, you can get that kind of very typical, like, hey, it's an underdog story or, hey, it's, you know, we're going to have a training montage or something. But with this, I just felt like, Every actor was just firing on all cylinders. I really cared about all the characters. I was super invested in the story. The emotional beats just like really hit hard. And it was one where I was kind of like, this is probably going to be pretty good, but I didn't Mm. expect that it would be that good. And I didn't expect that Zac Efron would be like on my short list for best actor. Cause I mean, I just, I don't think of Zac Efron like that, but I was like, (laughs) after this, I need to change my opinion and I need to start thinking of Zac Efron like that. (laughs) Okay. This is, this is another one that I have on my list to go watch. I'm like, I have to watch this before the end of the year because I grew up a huge wrestling fan. Like me and my friends were watching all the pay-per-views and this is obviously like, this is set like much before like the, like the nineties when I was watching wrestling, but anything wrestling related, I'm going to go check it out. Okay. Biggest surprise. All right. This is where I'm going to throw theater camp but an honorable mention goes to godzilla minus one oh, because love it i saw god i saw this movie and i was like eh, i didn't really even care i only went to see it because a friend saw it. he's like you should really watch this i'm like you know i've seen all these horrible godzilla movies 
this was like the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. Like, actually, you cared about the people. They weren't just like throwaway people who were going to get stepped on or burned up eventually. There was like a legit story and emotion behind the main character. I was blown away. So it was almost there, but I just had to, I had to put theater camp in there just because I love this movie so much. I mentioned a little bit earlier, it's a mockumentary style. It's set in this uh, theater camp. You know, it's a summer theater camp. The uh, main character is like the son of the woman who typically runs the camp, but she's in the hospital. I think she's in a coma and she can't come. So he kind of takes over and he's going to help them run it right. And he's just like this young guy who just doesn't know what he's doing. And he's just kind of cocky and kind of, but still kind of lovable at the same time. I don't know how they managed to pull that off, but it's just like the course of him kind of growing to like love this camp and seeing what it really is, seeing the other teachers who are there, the camp counselors and their relationship with the kids, seeing those kids like develop and kind of grow and get out of their shell. Like it was just so well done that they closed with this like big, you know, performance. And I was just like, you just feel it. You're just like, I'm just so happy for these kids. Like these, these fake kids, I don't know. I'm so happy for them and <laughs> this performance and all these people. Uh, so th- that's my pick because I didn't know anything. I just like, I just walked into the theater. I just bought a ticket. I was like, yeah, I'll go check this out. So I heard it's a mockumentary and it, uh, it blew me away by how good it was and how much I still think about that movie. Totally agree. Theater Camp is so excellent. It's one of those movies where I didn't catch it in theaters and I watched it on streaming and there was probably five or six times where I had to pause it because I was laughing too hard. Like I was like, wait, I can't hear the next line. I'm laughing too hard. Hold on. Let me pause. Like It's just it's so funny. Everyone's playing it really straight and it's just they're nailing the comedy. It feels totally like real. To me, it was like the equivalent of like a a modern Christopher Guest movie. Mm. Just just loved it. I thought it was great. And same Godzilla minus one. Totally agree with you. Like that was one where I don't think I've seen any movie this year with more positive word of mouth where like that movie just grew because everyone was like, I saw it. You got to see it. It's so good. And then someone would see it and then pass that message on. And it just grew to this huge thing where everybody was like, wait, what? A Godzilla movie's really good. And then it was like, wow, that is really good. Yeah. It's like you just don't expect that. It's a monster movie. You do not expect it to be good at all. But they, they pulled it off. It's amazing. So excellent. Yeah. Okay, we got a little carried away <laughs> in this episode. There were just way too many great movies to talk about this year. And we really can't have two 30-minute episodes of Popcorn Finance back-to-back. <laughs> I just can't do that. So we're going to be continuing this conversation on Friday in a special part two to cover the three remaining categories. Because remember, I said there were six categories. And we only got to the first three. Uh, those three remaining categories are the deep cuts. Those are the, the hidden gems. The letdowns, which is whatever the opposite is of a hidden gem, maybe a very visible rock. (laughs) I don't know. And then finally, the best of the best. This is our favorite movie of 2023. In the meantime, while you're waiting, you can go connect with Alexis and her amazing work over at Trashwire pretty much everywhere on TikTok, Instagram and YouTube. That's Trashwire, one word. And I'll put a link in the, uh, the show notes as well. And also go subscribe to her podcast called What You're Watching, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. And if you're wondering why you have to wait until Friday, that is because this week marks the start of Popcorn Finance going to two episodes a week. This Thursday, I will be releasing what I'm calling for now Popcorn Finance News. I don't know if that name's going to stick or not, but that's what I'm calling it for now. And this is a new episode that will be coming out every Thursday covering unique, exciting, and sometimes very crazy personal finance news. And you don't have to do anything special. Just make sure you're already subscribed or following popcorn finance on your favorite podcast app and the episode will just appear in your feed oh and lastly last thing i want to talk about here is that i will be announcing the winners of the christmas book giveaway on that special friday part two episode and that's because i realized that in order for this episode to get into your podcast apps by tuesday you know the first tuesday of the year 
I had to get this episode done before the giveaway is actually going to be done and wrapped up. I'm recording this part on December 29th. So make sure you come back to see if you are one of the two winners of Money Out Loud, Verna's amazing new book. So as always, I appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy keep it poppin' like Mary Poppins.